SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Listening to Scott Wetzel will give you a bad taste in your mouth. You call these bagels? It's Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Hour number two of Bagels and Bad Beats on this Tuesday, August 18th. Here's truly Scott Wetzel sitting in six minutes past the hour, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet at Opposite Picks, email me. Go to the website, hit the contact Scott icon. You can follow us on YouTube at Sports Grid Radio. Going through some YouTube chats here, and obviously the phone calls 844-843-6879. A lot of NBA, some NHL stuff, a little baseball stuff this uh, hour, and then uh, NHL or uh, NFL uh, and some college football. Obviously, there's always a story going on with college football. But uh, look who's maybe maybe getting a workout uh with the baltimore ravens not one antonio brown but uh, a report yesterday said that one des bryant will be getting a workout with baltimore one day this week uh, that according to nfl media he was in baltimore last night he arrived has to undergo some uh, covid testing and uh supposedly would like to let work out on thursday according to the report so um you know maybe this would appease you know, Lamar Jackson and company, who has been pretty, you know, open about wanting to get his guy Antonio Brown in there. And maybe the Ravens are saying, listen, this is the, the lesser of two evils. We're not bringing AB. I'm sorry. It, it's just not happening. We'll deal with a headache of a player who's got to realize at this point he's not the old as Bryant. He's got to realize he's lucky to be on a football field. Whereas AB, while he is lucky to be on a football field as well, I don't think he realizes that. He still thinks he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And at this point, again, Dez, after the blown out ACL and everything, uh, has to realize that he's got to be a good soldier in order for him to be on the team. And then, again, you throw Lamar a bone saying we're trying to help us out. Um, so not not bad. Listen, I don't know how much he could have left. He's 30-plus years old. Uh, he signed with the New Orleans member. Then he blew out his knee, so he didn't play it all last year. And, and But he's still trying, so why not? Bring him in. You can't hurt, right? So. Uh, there you go. Maybe Des Bryant in a Baltimore uh, Ravens uniform. Again, I, I think it's better than uh, uh, AAB. That, that is for sure. Hockey stuff last night. We got four more NBA games going on later today, including 3 o'clock. And then you got the headliner later on tonight with the LeBron James, who, believe it or not, is on the same page with Mr. Vegas. Wow. Whoever thunk I'd say that. Details coming up right here. Vegas with that means on a Tuesday, August 18th. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. of uh, Oklahoma head coach Lincoln Riley about the uh, COVID testing and bubble and this and that and, and, and everything else going on. Uh, listen, that, that's all fine and dandy, but, um, you know, 
until the lawsuit issue is being resolved, it's it's not going to go away. That that's the bottom line. But college football, you know, did uh, send out some more stories yesterday. It, you know, the interesting one, a couple things real quickly with college football because we've beaten this to death. But you know, uh, it's the NBA and the NHL. We'll, we'll get to that and more baseball stuff here coming up as well. But uh, two things: one, Alabama sent out some tweets the other day of, of people just you know mulling around. Uh, I don't think they were pro. They were, no, they weren't protesting, but they were just I don't know what they were doing. They're just kind of hanging around the streets of Alabama, you know, preparing for college football. And the AD of Alabama and the offensive lineman sent out a tweet picture of that saying, hey, listen, guys, you know, we're, we're trying to get, you know, football underway here. Uh, we're asking people not to walk around without masks on and do some social distancing. So took them to task a little bit. So Nikki Quick, <clears throat> who is the, you know, the king of Alabama, he can do no wrong, obviously. So he sent out a little message yesterday as well saying, I think democracy is great, and I think people who have all these freedoms, I think that's all great. But uh, I also think that there's one thing that's probably a common denominator that really makes us all work, and that's the people that have great moral integrity in the choices and decisions that they make. I'm not criticizing anybody here, but a lot of people have asked that we wear masks when we're in public, when we're in crowds, when we're in large groups of people, that we keep social distancing. I don't think they're doing it just for the heck of it. I think there's a reason why, in essence, we're doing it. We're trying to control the spread of the disease. <clears throat> in essence, taking a little shot at those people. And, you know, listen, you're the king of Alabama, Nick. Forget about the governor. Forget about the mayors. Forget about the state senators and assemblymen and other congressmen and state legislators. You do whatever the fudge you want. You know, if, if Nick Saban decided he was going to run for president of Alabama, governor, he'd be Charles Barkley. He'd be any other Democrat or Republican, whatever he considers himself, hands down. I mean, just hands down, outside of Auburn fans. So point is, he could say whatever he wants. <clears throat> the fact that he is so quick to criticize media members when he gets in these dopey press conferences and they say, hey, Nick, you're playing the, the Citadel and you're a 50-point favorite, uh, what do you think the chances are of you winning? And he goes off on them like he's getting set to take on uh, Clemson in the national championship game. It's like it's so comical. It really is. But here he is in a position where he's 100% right, has the ability to say whatever he wants. <clears throat> there's really no recourse for him to criticize the fans outside of just being, okay, good job. And he wimps out. These guys, I tell you, they're, they're all phonies. They're, they're really, they're all phonies, you know, no guts, no glory. That's what this was all about. You know, stand up and be the man that you say you are, Nick, stand up and be the guy who's got all this character and all this bravado when you get in front of the media and you rip them about them asking you about why you're playing the Citadel or Topeka high. Be that guy. I don't need this guy now. I, I need this guy in those press conferences. Not now. I need <clears throat> that press conference guy now. I want you to yell and scream and say, listen, you dopes. You know, <clears throat> Big Ten's not having any football. Pac-12's not having any football. You know, all these smaller conferences not having any football. We're trying to have football. We're trying to show the world that we could do this because our fans are smart. Our players are smart. And we can get this done. You not doing social distancing and you not wearing gloves and masks and everything else is not helping our situation any. Rip them. All right, go ahead and rip them. 
Sometimes you got to rip your own. But instead he wimps out. What a fraud. What an absolute fraud. <clears throat> I want to know who's signing these petitions. Which one, Scott? Well, I told you yesterday, uh, Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields set up a, a, an online petition about wanting to play college football. And, you know, a nice little paragraph. And we took him to task for, for not putting any guarantees about, you know, lawsuits and everything. But that's okay. But he set it up and got 6,000 petition signatures. And it didn't, like, really dawn on me at the time yesterday. Like, okay, whatever. And now it's up to 250,000. Okay, so what? It's good, right? More the merrier. Not really. As far as there's not 250,000 football players in the Big Ten. So? Well, that's what this petition is supposedly all about, right? I mean, he's setting up a petition to show Big Ten officials, I have all the players' support. They're willing to sign this petition saying they want to play college football this year and take the risks. And here's all the guys. Well, you know, there's 14 teams in the Big Ten. So why are there 250,000 signatures? <laughs> you know, there's, there's not 250,000 college football players in the Big Ten. Not, not even close. Not even 6,000. Uh, so why, why do we have 250,000 signatures on this petition that says college football players from the Big Ten want to play football? It doesn't make any sense. I mean, listen, you know, they could have parents. They could have relatives. They could have neighbors. They could have girlfriends. Uh, they could have brothers and sisters sign this petition. You're still not coming up with 250,000 people that they know. So who's signing this petition? You know, who's willing to sign a waiver saying, yeah, you know what, Justin Fields, yeah, he wants to play college football. I'll sign there. I'll sign on the dotted line. It's his life. Don't worry about it. It's not me. I'm not playing college football. I'm going to just sit at home and bet it with FanDuel. And that's, you know, she was, yeah, I'll sign. Why wouldn't I sign? Yeah, why not? You know what college football fan out there is saying, no, I don't want college football. You know, 99.9% of all college football fans are saying, listen, if you want to play, play. Knock yourself out. You know, I don't think it's safe. I wouldn't be doing it. I wouldn't want my kid doing it. But if you want to do it, go ahead. Stick the needle in your ass if you want to. What do I care? Sure. I got my FanDuel account. It's open. Thousand signatures. I thought it was about the players. I thought it was about the players showing the Big Ten. And in essence, the NCAA, we want to play. We are willing to take this risk. You don't open it up to just anybody, Justin. I mean, come on, use your brain a little bit. You know, you're supposed to be a junior in college, senior in college, whatever he is, junior, I guess. You know, I mean, you know, anybody can sign any petition. You're supposed to be getting the people that are involved. That's what the petition is saying. We, the following players, want to play college football, and we'll take the precautions necessary to make sure we're safe. And if we're not, we understand it. You don't open it up to every Tom, Dick, and Harry. What do you think, the NCAA and the Big Ten are going to go through 250,000 signatures and figure out which ones are college football players and which ones are college football parents? No. They're going to look at this thing and laugh. You got 275 million people in America. Anybody could sign anything. Oh, God, one step forward, two steps back from these players. It really is kind of funny when you think about it. This is like, that's right. There's not 6,000 football players in, in the Big Ten. And then I read today, the updated numbers are 250,000 signatures. That, so what? So, you know how many gamblers there are? You want to go to Vegas? You want to go get signatures? Just go walk outside of a Vegas casino and say, here, I want to play college football. You sign this? Sure. Where do I sign? Oh, let, let me gamble. Amazing. 
And then the Penn State AD, Sandy Barbour, said that uh, she doesn't think the Big Ten's going to change the market anyway. So it all looks good. It sounds good. I'm all for it. Get pressure on the Big Ten more than ever. But uh, the, the thought of any conference changing its minds uh, is probably not happening. Uh, definitely not. All right, NBA, NHL, more talk, baseball coming up next. Thank you. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beats with Scott Wetzel. I mean, it's different, you know. It's the next level, you know. It's the... The toughest thing to do in the playoffs, you know, especially when we have a team like Clippers against us, you know, it's, an, it's a big, big challenge for us. You know, it's well, my first playoff, KP's first playoff, and, you know, we're just going to uh, show what we got. And like I said, we got to be physical, and I think, I think we're ready. Last night in his uh, playoff debut, 42 points, most ever for any guy making his uh, NBA, NBA playoff debut. But it comes in a losing cause, does twist his ankle. Okay, though, that was early on, so he should be fine. Kristaps uh, Porzingis, meanwhile, on the other side of things, not so good in his NBA playoff debut. He gets ejected in the third quarter. Ultimately, he's to blame, but it's tough to criticize him. He's just coming to the defense of his teammate. Uh, Luca, who got tangled up, so maybe he could fall back on Luca's shoes as far as he should have just stepped away because it really wasn't that big a deal. And, uh, you know, to me, that was the turning point in the game. Debate is whether the a technical foul should have been called. I am clearly on the side of no, absolutely not. Uh, it was not worthy of a second technical, not worthy of any technical. Uh, that play has been done a zillion times in games where no fouls, no technicals are being called. You just step in, you separate the two. Not a big deal. Maybe I've been watching a lot of hockey lately, and I'm being spoiled here because you see scrums like that all, all, all the time without penalties. Uh, you know, maybe, just maybe, you don't see it as often in the NBA. But you, you can't. You just can't. I mean, you just got to use common sense, as I mentioned, hour number one. Somewhere along the line, you throw the rule books out because technically everything is a foul. Technically, you can't stand in front of a guy. Technically, you can't touch a guy. Technically, you can't go over the back. Technically, you're not supposed to be able to take three steps, you know, that's that would have been the question the four-letter network should have asked Steve Javi when they had him on last night to explain the play. Really, Steve, you want you want to go by technical letter of the law, huh? Okay, you don't want to use common sense. You don't want to acknowledge this is a playoff game. You don't want to acknowledge that this is the underdog team. You don't want to acknowledge that this is one of the premier players in the NBA. Okay, uh, fine. I, I may not buy that, but okay. Well, what about when it says in the rule book you're not allowed to take more than two steps and everybody takes three steps to the basket? What what about what about the technicality then? Where, where, where are the fouls being called then? Where's the traveling fouls being called? Uh, not happening. You're telling me every one of those officials are getting punished, spanked on the hand, slapped on the wrist because they're not calling traveling calls? Is that what you're telling me? Because that's what you're saying about these things. You're justifying this technical foul by saying the guys that don't call the technical fouls in those spots are being yelled at, punished, docked, whatever the case may be. 
So are you telling me then that every time a player goes to the basket, every time LeBron James, every time any superstar goes to the basket and takes three steps, which is 50 zillion times a game, you're telling me that that official is being checked down as a mark wrong? Really? I kind of doubt that. I kind of doubt that. You're telling me every time a defender has his hand on the guy's body and no foul is called, you're telling me that you know that referee is being docked because he didn't call that foul because letter of the law, that's a foul. Really? Don't think so. Every time a guy goes over the back to get a rebound and runs into somebody, you're telling me when a foul's not called, that uh, that referee is being docked? I kind of doubt it. I, I really do. Common sense. This is why, now I don't, but this is why you have people that just don't like the NBA and think the games are rigged because they just know that the Clippers are the prominent team. We're looking at a Clippers-Lakers Western Conference Finals. Dallas has a more than fighting chance to knock off the Clippers. They're going to put a scare into them, come hook or crook. And the NBA does not want that. They could, you know, listen, Porzingis and uh, Luka could turn into be the faces of the NBA. It, it, it's not the worst thing in the world. I will admit that. It's not like the, the Phoenix Suns or the San Antonio Spurs of this year or, you know, any other team that no one really gives a rat's behind about. Brooklyn Nets, you know, you know Dallas does bring a little something to the table, but w- they are begging for, you know, a Clippers-Lakers Western Conference final. So this is what makes people think about the NBA. This is all orchestrated. It's as simple as that. You know, the, the question's going to be thrown out there. If that's LeBron James, he getting thrown out of that basketball game? No freaking way. No way. If it's Kawhi Leonard, is he getting thrown out of that basketball game? No freaking way. No way. Greek freak? Hell, the Greek freak headbutted a guy the other day. Headbutted a guy. And only got a one-game suspension. Now he got thrown out of the game as he should have, but he got suspended one lousy game, a meaningless last regular season game that meant absolutely nothing to the Milwaukee Bucks. You're telling me a guy can physically, in essence, punch a guy in the face with his head and only get a one-game suspension. Porzingis can come to the aid of a teammate, don't throw any punches, don't grab, just stick his hand out, no big deal. And basically gets the same thing, ejected from the game. That's the NBA. If that was the Greek freak, who's really not Greek, would he have gotten knocked out of that game? I doubt it. Damian Lillard? Doubt it. I don't know what it was about Porzingis. Again, whether it's Dallas, whether it was pro Clippers, whether Porzingis is not on that level, which he's not at this point, I don't know. But you're, you're, there's ne- you'll never, ever, 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 ever convince me that if that was LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, James Harden, you know the list of characters, there's no way in the world those guys would have gotten tossed. No freaking way. And I like the NBA. I'm not an NBA basher. I, I bash the NBA because I'm trying to make it improve itself, I, much like the NHL. I, I like the NHL. So if I bash Gary Bettman and the league for some of the dopey things that they do, it's because I want the league to do better. I don't want people scoffing at it. And and same thing with the NBA. I don't like when I hear people say, I don't watch the NBA anymore. It's rigged. I can't take it anymore. Uh, It's all singles games, one-on-one basketball, no defense. You know, all the games are rigged. Doesn't matter what happens for three and a half quarters. I've heard it all. We all have heard it all. 
Um, you know, I, I want to be able to make the game better so people can appreciate it for what it really is and how talented these players really are. But when you see stuff last night, like, like what happened last night, crazy, just absolutely crazy. You know, it's a frustrating. That that is the difference between the NBA and NHL, though. Huh? Said it at the start. NHL, what are the storylines? You know, you, you got uh, a difficult situation in Boston with Tuka Rask, their goaltender, leaving midway stream, but they're still up three games to one. You got a great Cinderella story in the New York Islanders, up three games to none against Alex Ovechkin. You know, Islanders with a chance to pull up back-to-back sweeps in the first round in successive years against two of the greatest hockey players of all time, Sidney Crosby, Pittsburgh last year, now Ovechkin Capitals this year. You have uh, the defending champs, you know, being pushed to the limit by Vancouver, down 2-0. Now it's 2-2 at last night's win. You have a five-overtime great, great game to start off the NHL postseason. They're all positives for the most part. Uh, you know, some difficult stories with Claude Julien of Montreal, the head coach, uh, um, being sent to the hospital with a stent. It looks like he's going to be fine, but, you know, a difficult story, just the same. Uh, but it's an uplifting story because he does appear to be on well on the way to recovery. Um, you know, all the series, uh, they're, they're going, you know, uh, they're not one side. You got a couple, Colorado, Arizona, Vegas, Chicago are, are probably as one side of the series. But even the 3-1 series, the games are all close. They're competitive. It's down to the wire. We've had a ton of overtime games already. We've had a gazillion uh, shorthanded goals. You know, we got more shorthanded goals this year already than we had all last year for the entire postseason, 15 to 14 heading into last night. So even on a power play, you're not down and out. Competition has been good. It's been all positive. Really, really, all, all positive. NBA, we're one day in, and we're talking about how guy scores 57 points, but he's too dumb to bring the basketball across half court in time and blows the game. We got uh, an official that decides he's going to determine the outcome of a Clippers-Dallas game by kicking Porzingis out of the game for, for no apparent reason. We got a, a no-show performance out of the Brooklyn Nets who just got embarrassed, trashed, abused, and tossed to the curb by the Toronto Raptors from start to finish yesterday. So n- nothing there. And uh, Gordon Hayward leaves with an injury for Phil- for Boston, which, you know, no one's fault, but uh, one of the better teams lost one of its better players, and now maybe you can eliminate the Celtics if his injury is serious, uh, that, you know, you can eliminate the Celtics as a possibility of coming out of the East. So now you're down to only two teams, realistically, out of the East, unless you think Miami's capable of making a great, great run, and I don't. Uh, series maybe two, but I don't think they're going to beat Milwaukee. So now you're down to Milwaukee and maybe Toronto. And, and most people believe that it's either going to be the Clippers or the Lakers out of the West. You realistically have four teams that have a shot of winning it all. NHL, you you probably have four in each conference that realistically could win it all. I mean, the, the diameters of the, the, the spectrum of uh, popularity is way in favor of the NBA. I get that. But as far as just the overall theme and pictures and everything, the NHL is just, that's the difference. It, it's, it's, it's a better sport. It, it really is. It's, it's, it's amazing. Even LJ, LeBron James, who I never, you guys know that LL's loyal listeners. No, I'd never agree with him. Even he last night tweeted out that that was a bum call as far as the, uh, the Porzingis thing. So whenever he and I are on the same page, which is never, then you know something's crazy in the NBA. But that's the, you know, that's the difference. You got the favorites winning in the NBA. You got basically bad to negative storylines in the NBA. NHL, you got the positive storylines. Now, if the NHL ever had a brain, it would be able to promote itself, and that league would be 10 times better than what it is right now. But uh, we know that's not going to happen. So what, what can you do?
Another positive, though, from the NHL is no more uh, another week where zero positive virus tests. So whatever they're doing in that bubble, it's working. Whether it's players buying in, coaches, administrators buying in, um, guys just staying safe for whatever reason. But they announced yesterday another week where there was no uh, testing uh, of a, a virus. So that's pretty darn good. Uh, that's, you know, they've been there for a while now. And for none of these guys, unlike with the Cleveland Indians, that's pretty darn good. All right, 844-843-689. We'll reopen the phones. Dave was a bad beat on a Tuesday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Try my disgusting bagel. Yeah, back to bagels and bad beats with Scott Wetzel. Yeah, how great is that? And I'm so happy for him. Um, I know how he is. He's dirty tough, and uh, he loves playing the game. He didn't want it to end the way it ended uh, with the leg, and so now he's back. And you, you, we all saw the, I guess it was 30, 30, say whatever it was, the 30, 30, 60, say the special on him. Um, he did a, in the rehab that he, that he went through, that day in and day out grind of, uh, uh, of the rehab. So I'm happy for him. I'm very, very happy for him. I'm, I'm happy for the Washington team, too. It's an amazing thing. I talked to Alex. Uh, I texted Alex before the season. Uh, got it going for training camp. Got it going. Uh, him just uh, get being there and being able to uh, get cleared by his doctors and then now getting cleared by the uh, the Washington's doctors uh, and being able to go out there and, and be able to perform. It just shows the grit that he has. And, I mean, he's someone that uh, helped me out a ton in my career, and he's always persevered, and I just uh, expect him to keep persevering as his career goes on. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. The toll free telephone number again. Eight four four eight four three sixty eight seventy nine. You want to follow me on Twitter? Send a tweet. It is at opposite picks. And then email me. Uh, go to the website. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. When, when did Alex Smith help Pat Mahomes? Um, you know, was was Mahomes on Kansas City when uh, Smith was there? No. So not not sure exactly. Uh, Andy Reid, I get that was the first guy. Then Pat Mahomes after that. So I don't quite understand where he would have helped out maybe i should know but um you know it is what it is and that's all on alex smith i I tell you what listen i'm not rooting against him that that's for darn sure who could be but it's hard not to just think a guy that possibly loses his life and then his leg and then not be able to walk is now back out there risking it all to be on a last place doormat absolute trash organization Washington football team with kids and and a wife at home all the money in the world you don't need anything else in life just sit back and enjoy it you can walk you can talk you can run and you can get into broadcasting you can get into coaching if you want to, to to get back out there because you feel like you left something on the football field really wow I we, we talked a lot about it yesterday yeah God bless him knock himself out maybe I've gotten conservative in my years I've always been basically conservative but 
Uh, that's got disaster written all. When you look at Fatso yesterday, Gerald McCoy, right, crumbling to the ground after taking a step backwards because his fat weight is too much for his knees. Now, Alex Smith is not in that condition, but it does show you it, it does not take a blow to the knee. It doesn't take a blindside hit. It doesn't take a crash to the head for Alex Smith to maybe get injured again. All it takes is just you drop back to pass and your Achilles blows out or your knee blows out. It's just not used to that kind of weight and pressure anymore. You know, it's been a couple of years now since he's played NFL football. So why risk it? I, I just, wow, I, that, that is crazy to me, you know. If you were a Super Bowl caliber quarterback, maybe he thinks he is. I don't know. Like we said yesterday, maybe he felt he got shortchanged with San Francisco. Uh, I could see where he maybe feels like he got shortchanged with Washington when he got hurt. They were six and three. But memory serves me right. It was a it was a a, a, a wheezy six and three in that they weren't beating great football teams. They weren't considered like one of the best teams in the NFC. Uh, they had a pretty easy schedule that year. If, again, if memory serves me right, so. Um, you know, he hasn't really come that close. It's not like he's Dan Marino and he's holding on. And you know what? I got to do it one more time. And even Marino, you know, had an opportunity to go sign with the Minnesota Vikings and, and he didn't. And even Aikman, who had since retired, had an opportunity to sign with a pretty good Miami Dolphins team and rehook up with Jimmy Johnson and didn't. So now one's a Super Bowl champ, one's not. So where does Alex Smith fall in? Maybe somewhere in between. I, I just, uh, I don't get it. You know, good luck, though. Your life, knock yourself out. That's uh, if that's what you think you want to do, but uh, not not for me. A couple of emails here. I always say email me, you guys. So why not? Dustin out in Long Island emails. Uh, guys, as far uh, Scott, as far as your dorm is concerned, uh, when I was back in college uh, at Sacred Heart up in Connecticut, the guys on floor, they were there. Girls on floor, they were there. Co-ed dorm. Six floors. Communal bathrooms? That is amazing. That, that is a, I, I, I find that hard to believe, Dust. But okay. Uh, communal kitchen area on the floor. Yep. No AC. A fan was really important back then. Three guys in a small 500-square-foot room was a challenge, but most of the time two of those guys were away, so it wasn't that big deal. Didn't have a car. Uh, no problem. Freshmen were not allowed. Well, there you go. Uh, sophomore year, I did, and it felt like getting a license all over again. Yes, exactly. Public safety presence, RA on every floor. Uh, no way they would have allowed guys and girls on the same floor. Okay, so guys on floor. Okay, I thought you meant guys and girls from before were on the same floor. So they weren't on the same floor. Um, communal bathrooms for the guys, communal bathrooms for the girls. Okay, yeah. I, I just uh, majored in business, minored in beer bonk, he said. Uh, beer bonk. Way to go, Dust. Well, uh, way to go. Uh, I, I just, I, I can't believe that. Uh, big Ant, we had not heard from it in, in a long time. Uh, right, since a big uh, hockey fan, Carolina Hurricanes fan. Scott, if you're Justin Williams, Sebastian Ajo, uh, James Reimer, Rod Brindamore, how to F do you sleep tonight? That third period against Boston last night was the worst hockey I've ever seen. Two effing shots on goal, and your captain takes a dirty hit, clean or not, still cheap. Your bench stands idle, doesn't do jack, you know what? Same dude, McAvoy, ripped his helmet off earlier in the series and has been targeting him ever since. What a joke. I'll tell you this. If they come back from this and somehow they rally and win the series, being up there in the bubble in Toronto would be a great comeback, greater than your Red Sox in 04. Ain't happening, but I'm pulling for the miracle. Big Ant, pissed off Canes fan. Yes, sorry I've been MIA lately. No problem, Big Ant. But, uh, yeah, that's you, you got to stand up. There's certain times you just got to stand up. 
And he took a shot last night from McAvoy, and that was the turning point of the game. You know, Boston scored those four goals in about five and a half, six minutes, whatever it was, uh, and then turned a 2 nothing deficit into, um, you know, a 4-2 lead, which they go on to win 4-3. to So that's a huge, huge win, obviously. You know, the difference, there's no bigger difference uh, 3-1 versus 2-2. Uh, you know, maybe you could say 3 nothing versus 2-1, but that's, I would be very, very surprised if they came back and won that series. I didn't think they were going to win it anyway, everything being equal. I think Boston is the better team, but I'd really be surprised now if they actually came back and, and won that series. All right, a couple of games from today. Why don't we take a look at the screen? NBA, well, you talk about a lack of respect. You know, yesterday they buried Utah-Denver to start the postseason, which, you know, you would think no matter when it's being played, you open up the postseason. That should be a headline big-time game, right? So they got Denver-Utah at 1.30, even though it's 10.30 Utah time. So today, you know who's leading off today? You would think the worst game of the bunch, right? You know, uh, there's really not a bad, bad game in the lot. Maybe Miami-Indiana, who really, you know, outside of Jimmy Butler, does anybody really care about those two teams? I would have put that game first to get rid of it. They actually got Milwaukee in the Greek Freak, who's really not Greek, leading off today against Orlando. That's very surprising. I mean, I don't know what the Bucs need to do to get themselves on the NBA map. You would think they would be promoting the heck out of those two guys, right? Or that team with him, especially with the easy road he has to at least the Eastern Conference Finals. They're not losing to Orlando. You think they would be showcasing him and, and using that? Well, I tell you, it's amazing the NBA you know who they like and who they don't necessarily like. And I don't think they dislike the Greek freak, but if that was Zion Williamson, would they be playing them at one thirty this afternoon? No freaking way. No way. So, but I, I don't know why they're not buying into him. So they got Milwaukee buried at one thirty, and then they got Miami, Indiana at four, uh, Houston, OKC at six thirty, and then uh, Portland and the Lakers at nine o'clock at night. I tell you, I do like a couple of the games today. I do. Uh, I don't love laying double digits. So I'm not going to go crazy. I'm Milwaukee laying 12 and a half. But th this Magic team has not played well since they resumed. They won their last game, but that was a completely meaningless game for them and the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, otherwise, they lost all the games that, that, that mattered. After they won the first two against Brooklyn and Sacramento, lost to Indiana. Uh, by double digits, lost to Philadelphia by seven, lost to the Celtics by three, lost to the Nets by uh, 12. Uh, and they ended up beating New Orleans to, to close out the, the a three and five bubble season. And Milwaukee's not going to fool around with this team. I, I, I think Milwaukee's going to crush them. I really do. Don't like laying that kind of wood. So I wouldn't put a whole heck of a lot on it. They lost by 16 to the Bucks earlier this uh, season uh, before the, the interruption. They lost by nine uh, earlier this season as well. And just scanning through it here. And they lost by 20, 30, uh, 32 points. So they're 0-3, losing two out of the three by double digits, including one by 30-plus points. I, you know what? I like Milwaukee laying even to 12 and a half. Um, not going to touch OKC Houston. That, that's a strange game. Uh, let them play. Let's uh, let's see what the no Westbrook does for for Houston. Do love the Lakers laying five and a half, uh, six in some circles, depending on where you do your shopping with FanDuel five and a half. Um, I, I think uh, the Lakers are going to blow out Portland tonight. I I think the Lakers are going to take this challenge that the, the the Jail Blazers are capable of knocking them off. Which again, I suppose they are for a game, maybe two. 
but they don't stop anybody Portland on defense. The Lakers can. That's a bad combination. I got the better team to begin with. I got the better defensive team. And I got a team that, uh, you know, really only has to worry about one guy and, and Lillard. McCollum could go off a little bit, but I'll, I'll take my chances. They find a way. Now, listen, he's done very well, 40 points a couple times against the Lakers, but uh, this is postseason time. You're giving me a, the, the, the five and a half is right about on the cusp of I don't worry about covering the spread. You know, just win the game and I'll I'll take my chances. Generally, I like that around four. So we're pushing the envelope a little bit at five and a half. But <clears throat> you know what? The Lakers aren't losing tonight. They, they, they just aren't. Uh, and I think we're going to get an AA effort out of L.A. like we've not seen since the opening bubble game against the Clippers. So give me the Lakers laying five and a half as, as their best bet. Uh, and I like Indiana laying four and a half against Indiana. Uh, Miami rather laying four and a half against Indiana. Uh, not in love with it, but I, I do like it a little bit because I think Miami is the better team. That should be a good series, even series. I don't think you get very many eyeballs to that that series. Not a lot of headliners. You know, you got Butler, but that's not getting it done. And I'm disappointed that he kind of poo-pooed his uh, little uh, rivalry with the T.J. Warren. I would have played that up. So. Again, I like the favorites. You know, push comes to sub. They all covered the one yesterday, and I like them all again today. We had a split yesterday with two and two as far as the over-unders are concerned, but I would keep on playing the overs. Don't don't fight it. Do not fight it. NHL, so first game is 1.30, which is a beautiful thing. I do like these afternoon games. I, I really do. Hockey, we have four games as well, including 3 o'clock as the headliner, or at least to start it all off. Uh, <clears throat> you got Montreal and Philadelphia. And you get the Flyers as a minus 135 favorite. I like the under in that one, five. You got the Islanders. I, I tell you, I'm, I'm really intrigued by this Islander team. That would be something. Uh, it's an 8 o'clock game. For them to knock off Ovechkin and Crosby, back-to-back years in sweeps is, is pretty cool. They're a pick em against Washington, you know? And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there saying that. No way that's going to happen. Don't cut them short. Don't, it, it could. Um, I don't know if I'd necessarily be buying into the Islanders. I, I do think Washington finds a way to get one of these games. So I like the Island. I like the, the Capitals at, at Pickham. And uh, <clears throat> later on tonight, I like Vegas to finish off Chicago. I, I think that's a done series. You got to lay two to one. I'd probably lay the goal and a half uh, and, and get it down to even money because I think that's one's going to be another, you know, five, two, four, two, four, one, six, three. I, I think backs to the wall, the black folks are going to come out flying and that's going to leave themselves exposed to a lot of scoring opportunities for Vegas. So those are the better plays of the uh, afternoon slash Come back, we'll do some baseball stuff and uh, stories that we didn't have time uh, to get to as we always do to close that job here on a Vegas and Bad Beats on a Tuesday. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, 
Bagels and Bad Beats on this uh, Tuesday morning. You know, I'm just looking, by the way, at the New Haven Correctional Facility. And it's a level four facility, over 825 inmates, many of which are pretrial offenders. This facility classified as a level four or high security institution. So that might be my next home. Uh, again, t- tomorrow, if, if you uh, hear the, the sound being a little fuzzy or whatever, uh, you'll you'll know why. So, uh, oh, brother. All right, some stories that we didn't have time uh, to get to very much anyway. Kings won the coin toss with the New Orleans Pelicans. So uh, they get the 12th best chance of winning the lottery versus the Pelicans, which uh, flopped down to 13. Does it matter? Probably not. But uh, listen, any little edge does uh, does help. NHL, as I mentioned earlier, uh, did have zero coronavirus tests come out positive this past week, which is a good thing, obviously. And now it's agreeing on test processes for family members. I don't know if this was prompted by Tuka Rask opting out and they're fearful that others will do the same but uh, they're finally getting away for some of the players family members uh, to get involved uh, at the bubble DeAndre Hopkins of the Arizona Cardinals yet to practice says he's not holding out though Uh, he just is injured Hmm. hasn't practiced today and he's injured this is why the Titans uh, got rid or the Texans rather got rid of him Giants released kicker Chandler Canizaro uh, expected to sign Graham Gano. Uh, Tennessee Titans, speaking of which, activated wide receiver Corey Davis from the uh, PUP list. Uh, uh, um, A.J. Green of the Bungles suffered another minor, they're saying, leg injury in practice yesterday. Wow. And the chefs are expecting about 16,000 fans for their opener. College basketball says that uh, they might push back the start of the season from November 10th now to who knows when. They're not sure. Interesting. So play of the day with the boys in Vegas. We're going to go with the Lakers. We'll put the Wetzel Black Cloud. Lakers laying five and a half. Have a great Tuesday. Any kind of luck. We'll talk to you Wednesday right here at Bagels and Bad Beats. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.